0: Hello everyone, it is July of the summer of 2020, we've almost made it halfway through the summer, and this officially makes it the one-year birthday of Exploring the North Shore podcast. So we launched the very first episode on July 3rd, 2019, which means we are now one year old, well... You're like six months of that one year, <laughs> All right? Not a full year, but I'll I'll take credit for a full yeah, year. We'll give you the full credit. So in this episode of Exploring the North Shore, we are going to be highlighting our favorite episodes and our favorite places and things that we've done over the past year. So this is Exploring the North Shore with Martha and Jay. This podcast episode is sponsored by Cascade Vacation Rentals. They know that life has a tendency to be overwhelming at times, and busy schedules often leave people feeling overwhelmed and disconnected. That's why they're here, to offer you the space and opportunity to reconnect to what's important. Cascade Vacation Rentals has one of the largest selections of privately owned vacation rental homes and cabins on Minnesota's North Shore of Lake Superior, from Duluth to the Canadian border. Their team is there to help you and your family or small group enjoy a vacation you'll remember for years to come. Visit them online at www.cascadevacationrentals.com. And don't forget to use promo code PODCAST for the largest percent off discount available at any given time. Again, that's www.cascadevacationrentals.com. I'm just going to sit on the floor. <laughs> We're, I'm, this is happening. Martha's vibing on the floor. Well, sit on the floor over here so I can keep looking at my screen over here. I'll just move my chair. This is, this is the... I'm going to include this in the episode so people understand what happens in the background of our episodes <laughs> like all the time. I am difficult. This you is like what? the first 15, 20 minutes. You are
1: coming down here with me Ooh, too. Oh, you are.
0: Okay, so Martha has moved her noisy chair because it was making a lot of noise. And she is now sitting on the floor with a... Um, Looks like a deer, fox, Fox. and raccoon blanket, and then dress. And I don't like to
1: sit.
0: Well, so that's usually what happens when we start an episode. We'll start, and then a good three, four minutes later, (laughs) I should, I should, if I have it, insert weird random stuff we do at the start of every episode blooper here. So I reached out to Joe, of course. If you've been listening to the podcast from the get-go, you will know that for the first. A few months of the podcast, it was myself, Jay, and then my co-host, Joe, and then Joe actually had a Big project he was working on and he had to depart the podcast it was actually I think it was supposed to be temporarily but then Martha came along and it turns out you're so amazing I'm that blessed, we're blessed, just blessed like you know with my bad host <laughs> host voice we just decided <laughs> to ditch Joe entirely and now it is myself and Martha but I did reach out to Joe because he was such a big part in the beginning to get his like top three favorite moments of the podcast so, I'll be sharing those with you as well as Martha's top three and my top three. And when I can, I'm going to insert some audio clips looking back at some past episodes. Um, I will give you the episode name and number. So, if you want to go back and listen, like if you haven't listened to it in a while or if you completely skipped over those episodes and just went straight to the Martha episodes, I don't blame you. <laughs> But it might be fun to go back and listen to what we did before Martha came along. I think uh, the only
1: episode that was before me that I listened to was The the Haunted One. Oh, yeah. It's the only one I listened to, and it was, like, when you told me about it.
0: I will give a big disclaimer to some of our earlier episodes, particularly, like, the first... Definitely all three of the North Shore Road Trip episodes. So part one, part two, part three. And then the North Shore Adventure Park episode. The audio is kind of rough. I was still learning and figuring out how to edit the audio in a way that made sense. Um, Unfortunately, it's kind of horrible. Martha just dropped her phone. (laughs) Um, Also, we were learning like the first... Three. The entire road trip series was recorded without the wind muff on the audio recorder. So a lot of like wind noise and background noise and things get, gets picked up and there's like a loud fan in part of it. Um, so just a warning, if audio, if like bad audio really bugs you, don't go back and listen to those episodes. In fact, I think at some point in the future, we're going to double back and revisit some of the places we visited in the earlier episodes and then probably archive those earlier episodes. So if you're really, really into the road trip episodes, I would listen to them soon because they will likely be going away once we are able to travel outside of the area and kind of double back on some of those places. But to kick off this episode, I'm gonna start with one of Joe's favorite highlights because it does happen in the very, very first episode of the show and it happens in the beginning of the episode or towards the beginning. And that was when we visited Tom's logging camp. If you haven't listened to it, Tom's Logging Camp is like a historic recreation of a logging camp that would have existed around the turn of the century, so like 1850s to early 1900s, um, in the kind of Two Harbors Duluth area. So right where it's located was built on the logging industry, at least that's when the first white settlers came around. And it's really neat. They did a very, very good job of recreating it and kind of creating um, a historic reflection of what things were like then, but also making it really fun and family friendly. So Martha, have you ever been? No,
1: no, I have not. <laughs> I Now that you say where it is, I know exactly where you're talking about. Anytime I've driven home and back to town, I've seen it. You, the see, you see the sign for it. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: So definitely kind of want to bring you there because I think it's a really fun and interesting place. And it's also one that I don't think as many people know about. So it's kind of a, a lesser visited place. Kind of would be a good one to go to right now because there's not as many crowds or at least I'm not. When we went there on a Friday before Memorial Day and they had just opened for the year and there were no crowds there. I think there was like two, like another group in the trading post area. And then we encountered like one or two other people walking around the grounds but definitely, it was a place where you could easily like social distance and still enjoy kind of this outdoor because most of it's outdoors. So you know, wander around. There is one building you go into that uh, I won't spoil. I actually don't want to say it. we didn't we didn't mention what happens in that building on the episode. I won't mention it to you because I think it's the type <laughs> of thing that you need to experience without knowing what you're about to experience. But if you've ever been there, or if you're gonna go there and you go in that building, you'll know right away what I'm talking about. More surprises. More surprises. And now a little clip from that episode.
2: So it's talking about who was actually in these logging camps in in Minnesota and was French Canadians and people from Scotland and Ireland and mixed nationalities. Uh, they moved started in Maine and and moved their way west, ended up in Minnesota and uh, Swedish and Norwegian immigrants and were the majority. And this is around eighteen ninety. And the finish came along after the 1900s, and started from that time made up the large part of the workforce. And here's what people got paid uh, from 1910 to 1915: uh, a four-horse teamster evidently was the uh, hot dog around camp, and they got about thirty-five dollars per month. And then somebody like the sawyer, twenty-six dollars a month. Swamper, twenty-two. The cook, well, the cook, whoa. sixty dollars a month.
1: what's the deal with that that. the
2: cooks the and I was puzzled by that too I thought boy that and that's that's what you would consider a low load job I mean you're not out in you're not out in it pulling your back the reason for that is a good cook generally was attached unofficially but it worked that way to a good team of of workers if you had a lousy cook you had
0: basically lousy workers that were problems and you were replacing them and and firing them
2: and hiring new and firing and hiring new. So these cooks could pretty much call their own tune.
0: So that was um, Joe's first highlight. He said it really, it stuck out to him because it was just an interesting place that he had no idea even existed. And it was really fun to go to. And just like those those first like that first episode, I didn't even tell him what we were doing. I just sort of brought him there. <laughs> he like just went into a blind, it. and he was like, "Wow!" Like I didn't know all these things existed on the scenic drive. So, if you want to listen to that, it's episode one of Exploring the North Shore, the North Shore Road Trip Part One, the Scenic Drive. And again, if you want to listen to it, listen to it soon. Because probably by year two I will have archived those earlier episodes for the sole reason that I cannot stand listening to him because the <laughs> audio is so bad. Cringe worthy. So cringe. Also, literally I don't think people realize this necessarily, but when we started recording the podcast, I didn't know Joe. We hadn't spent any I amount did not of time know together. That. Yeah. I did not know that. I knew him. Like by very vague association, like I'd met him twice before, yeah. and then this project came up, and it was proposed by somebody else that he co-hosted. So it was, we'd had that like maybe two conversations, and then all of a sudden we were on a road trip to Duluth. <laughs> yeah, worked, and you know, it ended up being really interesting because we both learned a lot on that trip about all the things you can do on the scenic drive. And so now I'm going to send it to you, Martha, to say your first um Does it have to be, highlight. like,
1: first in, like, order of we recorded them or just, no? like, my absolute first favorite?
0: Absolute. Let's do – actually, let's do your third favorite, and we'll move up to your absolute <laughs> favorite. So what sticks out to you as, like, your number three highlight of the year?
1: Uh, that would be the sauna episode with – Cedar and Stone sauna. Did I get it right you this time? You did. Cause I, if any of you listened to one of our other episodes, I totally said it the wrong way. <laughs> but I am always one who loves a good sauna, and I am dying right now because no saunas are open. <laughs> I just want a sauna so bad. But it was um, a lot of fun to learn more about saunas and like better practices with saunas and like just. things you didn't know, I didn't know. Like I just go in the sauna and I sit and I sweat and that's it. And then I go, but to like learn the health benefits, it was really interesting.
0: Justin, who's the owner of Cedar and Stone, definitely knew like his, his material. Like he knew why he was doing what he was doing and the benefits that it had. And I thought it was really interesting to hear about the Harvard study. He mentioned it in the episode. And then I actually went home and read the Harvard study and sure enough, it was, like, talking about all the amazing things that sauna does for you. And from that moment on, I've been like, I really, really want a sauna. Let's
1: just build a sauna.
0: We should. We should. <laughs> we should build a sauna out at my property, and then we yes. can have just a sauna.
1: Be like, I'm just, really need a sauna. Let's mm-hmm. go take a break. Let's go drive up there and sauna.
0: <laughs> so a little COVID-19 summer 2020 update on Justin is he did have to pull the, you know, his portable sauna Away from where it was it was outside of a hotel like he had hoped Uh, it was
1: outside of the Inn on Lake Superior
0: yes that's where it was and it was gonna be there for uh, an extended period of time but then everything kind of happened he pulled it off and because things are still continuing I don't think he's been able to reopen but he has shifted his business to building
1: to building saunas he should build us a sauna. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I
0: think he should build us a sauna for free. Just kidding, Justin. You have a business to run. Um, I, I personally cannot afford one of his saunas. Like I'm gonna start saving up right now. Yeah. His are definitely the high end. Like yeah. if you it's a oh.
1: if you mm-hmm. haven't looked at the I think we have pictures, don't we? Mm-hmm. Look at the pictures. These saunas are incredible.
0: And if you honestly like, if you can afford it, get one. They are the best of the best of the best, yep. and you won't regret it. He has some um, testimonials on his website from the first few he built, and I it's just I can't imagine if you have a cedar and stone sauna at your house that you would ever be happy saunaying anywhere, anywhere else, else
1: right? And <laughs> would be like, hey, let's go sauna here, and be like, um, I have one already.
0: I think I'm good. Yeah. I actually, um a few months ago, pre like shortly actually before everything kinda happened with coronavirus, I was in Alexandria, Minnesota for the Explore Minnesota Tourism Conference. So this was end of February, and the hotel had a sauna, and it was the first time I'd been able to go into a sauna since that episode. And I remember sitting there like, Okay, don't make it too hot to start, kinda ease into it, like breathing the way he taught you how to breathe oh, through breathing. your lips. Yep.
1: I, yep. Anytime I saw it after that, I would do that in the sauna. I'm like, God, it's so so crazy how that works. I did not know that. Right. So simple, but like, it really helps.
0: I would say it's probably the episode where I learned the most about a topic that I didn't already know.
1: Yeah, that was like, that was looking back at that episode. I was like, how much did we record for that? And it's like, I think that's one of our longest episodes.
0: It's over an hour long.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because like, <laughs> and it was like n- not never a dull moment. Like the conversation was always going, whether it was me, whether it was him, whether it was you. Like it was. Oh, I thought it was one of the best episodes, like conversation wise, because we learned so much and mm-hmm. just like, it was a good conversation. And I don't really like to talk to people. <laughs> you were in an odd, odd. <laughs> and place. that was that was one of my first episodes yeah. too. So like, I, think that I was, was your
0: first episode. No.
1: The Pies episode was Oh, my that's first right. one. That's right. So, like, I was still getting used to it and just, like, feeling Shet things
0: out. Putting out the feelers. And I should note, we are talking about that being, like, the first episode. But if you look at the episode list, episode 16 is the Bentleyville Tour of Lights. And episode 17 is Cedar and Stone Sana. But because of the magic of post-production, they aired in the opposite order that we actually recorded them, but we recorded them on the same day. Yeah, We did the sauna in the morning, and then we went to Bentleyville in the afternoon, or in the, you know, early evening. Yeah. Like, we went there right after they opened. So if you want to listen to our Cedar and Stone sauna episode and learn more about the benefits of sauna and how to properly sauna, which there is, like, a legitimately real way to, like, get the most out of sauna. Yeah,
1: not just like me sitting in a sauna <laughs> to like get all the benefits you can get from being in a sauna
0: check out episode 17 cedar and stone sauna and now i'm gonna go on to my oh gosh like i'm trying to figure out the order that i really want to do this in because there was for me the highlights when I when I asked you for your highlights and when I asked Joe for his highlights, we kind of got the same highlights and I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to double down. So I'm going to focus more on the ones that I enjoyed researching the most because for the most part, I did most of the research for the episodes and you guys are just along for the ride. Probably as a listener, you can pick up on that because I do a lot of the narrative But one of my favorite ones to research was the North Shore Ghost Towns episode, partly because it was a topic I knew a little bit about because I knew enough about um, Taconite Harbor. But then learning about the other ones was really, really interesting for me. So we covered um, Mineral Center and Forest Center as well as Chippewa City. Really we didn't touch on Taconite Harbor a lot because we touched on Taconite Harbor during the North Shore Road Trip episode, which I believe was episode three of the podcast. But what I'm referring to is episode number 12, which is North Shore Ghost Towns, which kind of kicked off our October series of having kind of different, um, like written and researched episodes about the history of the area. So that whole series kind of is a highlight to me. It included the North Shore Ghost Towns. It included the organized crime on the North Shore episode, which was episode 13. Episode fourteen, which was Haunted North Shore, and then of course the our very first mini episode where I met with the Erickson family and I learned about the buried treasure in the Poplar Grove Cemetery.
1: Oh yeah, I remember you telling me about that. Yes.
0: So definitely, I would say if you are a history buff, we yeah we're we're an adventure podcast, but we're also a history podcast, and double back to those October twenty nineteen. Ones. In fact, I think we're going to kind of recreate, not on the same topics, but the same idea for this October and focus on more of the spookier aspects of the North Shore. Got some ideas. Yeah. <laughs> and what's really nice about that is, you know, all the Duluth stuff that I don't know. I mean, not
1: really, but I know enough.
0: Yeah. I have friends who know enough? Yeah, we can make a really interesting. So yeah, I-, I loved the North Shore ghost towns. Just learning about these communities and how they were like. And now a little clip from that episode. You talk about these towns, and people always reference that rec center, you know, where you have the dances, and you can kind of picture the nineteen fifties sock hop type dances.
1: I would totally be there. If I... Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Actually, I feel like you wouldn't. I feel like you're so antisocial. <laughs> You mean
1: I'd be out, like, alone, fishing out? in a canoe? I was
0: going to say, there'd be a river nearby that you would be in Talking fishing. about how
1: society has short-changed me yet again. You're
0: like, I can hear that music. <laughs> but I'm not interested in it. <laughs> I'm, I'm completely on board with that. I yes, rather, you're right. I like 1950s Joe. Um, <laughs> the whole town comes together for, like, a square dance or <laughs>
1: Let's do that. Oh, it, we're too I, big. We, we can't. We let's just get like a really, really, really big field where everybody can six feet away from each <laughs> other. Square dance.
0: It re- involves a lot of touching. Well, just don't touch people. Do it without touching <gasps> everybody people. Everybody can should bring like a stuffed animal or something, and they yeah. can dosey dough with their your pillow pet. Yes,
1: me and Eor all the way. He is my life dance partner. <laughs>
0: So my highlight, again, those October history episodes. Also on our website, exploringthenorthshore.com, I have the article for the North Shore Ghost Towns and also the organized crime one. So you can check out some, if you go to the Exploring the North Shore and then the history category, there's a lot of the stuff in that category. Check it out. It's very cool. The North Shore has an amazing, like, Roller coaster of a history. There's a lot of ups and downs that built the North Shore, and we've only touched on it. So stay tuned because history is one of my favorite topics, and we will cover more. And now, jumping back even further in time back actually to episode one, because it turns out when I asked Joe for his highlights, two of his highlights were from <laughs> the same episode. Same episode. And for anybody who listened to that episode, if you cannot already in your head assume you know what I'm talking about, you definitely don't know Joe very well. And you definitely didn't hear that episode because Joe was, like, blown away by this candy store we went to. So the Great Lakes oh, Candy Kitchen. I remember you telling me all about this. Yes. And we didn't even know. I kind of told them before we came, like, hey, we're recording this podcast. It's the first episode. You've never heard of it. But we're going to show up on this time at this day um and just we just want to talk to somebody and we didn't know what we were walking into and what they actually and I don't even think they had this planned necessarily but it was just a really cool thing that happened to be happening at the same time that we showed up and that was they were making hot air which is it's like a yeah my reaction exactly
1: (laughs) hot air like you air. said hot air. I just right? said hot air. Okay.
0: I'm just making sure I'm hearing this right. <laughs> um, so hot air is like kind of a oh, it's like really hard. I don't even know how to describe it, like a toffee almost. Like it tasted very toffee-like. It was like you bite into it, and I expected it to be floofy, but it was hard. But they were making it in the copper kettle when we got there and it was just a very slow tedious process to make this candy and when they dumped it out on the table it was like this huge like mushroom looking thing it just kept getting bigger and bigger and cut and she's like we don't want it to expand out but we want it to expand up a bit and yeah it was just like expanding up and you're like what is this like this giant goo glob got plopped down on the table and just grew bigger and bigger and Joe and I were just standing in the background like what is this? This is incredible. (laughs) And then after it's done expanding, they like take a like a, basically like a hatchet and they just start chomping away at it and then they cover it in chocolate and that's one of their their specialty candies. And it's an old family recipe and it's an old recipe, like their method of making candy there is very old and they don't, you know, they didn't modernize it because they could. They kind of kept that classic candy store feel and the classic candy store methods of making candy and what results is just really really good candy but also this really awesome candy store and it wasn't just inside the candy store there was some cool stuff happening outside it was a whole experience wait
1: is this where
0: you you found the the nar the narwhal yes so you just made another reference. I did find the narwhal. I do believe that made <laughs> that made it into the episode. Yes. I kind of debated keeping it in or taking it out because it was so random. But yes, I did find my stuffed puppet narwhal that <laughs> we still have.
1: Oh god, that's I knew I knew Occasionally about that, that narwhal episode. comes
0: out and yeah. shares its wisdom with us. <laughs> oh god, I believe that. So that is Joe's highlight number 2. All right, and now here I have for you a little clip from that part of the episode. All right, they're checking out the hot air. They're, they're feeling it and analyzing it because it's gotta be perfect. Yeah.
2: It has to be perfect. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's very technical. <laughs> technical this is a big moment. This, I'm, I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> All
0: right, I feel like this is the moment we've been waiting for. <laughs> So I think we can narrate this a little bit. So it went from kind of a gelatin like substance to almost a solid but
2: like still a pudding almost or uh yeah. th- thicker. It's hard, right? It's not really it's really soft. Oh, okay. It's, really it's hard when it's soft. It's, the texture inside is sort of like a malted milk ball. Okay. But yeah, because it's not hard yet, it's it's still soft. Mm-hmm. And when it hardens up, it's more crispy. Melts okay. in your mouth. Uh, very sweet, but light, It you just crunch on it, and it just, it's really fun to eat. So we're gonna just gently flip it. Oh, oh,
1: wow. it's, pretty, it's
2: pretty good. It's like a giant marshmallow it's, Yeah, we call it the mushroom or the marshmallow. And it's growing. Mm-hmm. It's growing. Mm-hmm. We might have dumped it a little bit too soon, but um, yeah. we couldn't wait too much longer <laughs> for this demo. And it's gonna be good. It's gonna be very good. So, that's it sometimes i just um, you can see by this little piece how spongy it still is it looks like now a huge pancake that has uh, a malted milk ball interior yep that's what people call a pancake a giant cookie a loaf of bread it's really it's pretty hot still just bundled. it's spectacular and it's, mm-hmm. it's got, just all kinds of character about it. Like you could just stare at it and it's fascinating. Know, is, it's it's pretty good, yeah. And like I said, it's it's um it's a fun one.
1: And this is what? Sugar and
2: flour and water? More flour. Oh. Um, sugar, corn syrup, um some baking soda and yeah. a couple other little secret Secret ingredient in ingredients. Are you maintaining okay. it? Well you can put bars against the edge if you don't want it to spread too much. But I think it's so done spreading. Seems um, like it. Yeah, it's good. Wow. And it's the size of a large wheel, like maybe a semi <laughs> Yeah. but It's just the way that much. We like to when it's, and then when it's cool, we take, um, like we've got different choppers and we just chop it apart. And Oh, yep. uh, now you have you a big person, sword yeah. that's going to yes. chop this thing up. <laughs> yeah. Is this also very therapeutic? Yeah, it is. Yeah, that yeah, like chopping yeah. action. Yeah, that's what you say, yeah. And it smells like maybe making uh, roasting marshmallows around the campfire. Yeah, so a cool yeah. Bit of...
0: Which was, again, in episode one, North Shore Road Trip, part one, the scenic drive. Episode And um, yeah, I think it was his highlight because they gave us a bunch of free candy to take home. <laughs> and literally the entire drive up the rest of the shore, Joe was just sugar hide. And like, <laughs> he's like, let's do this Popped podcast stuff. And I'm like, wow, That's Joe. Okay. Said. So yeah, the, if you listen to episodes two and three of the North Shore Road Trip, it's just Joe being hopped up on candy the whole time. So now, of course, that brings us to... Martha's
1: my highlight, second number my two. Middle since I'm doing them in reverse. Your, which one's your middle child? My middle, <laughs> my middle child. Um, Dog sledding for sure. That was something I'd wanted, had always wanted to do since I was a kid, and that was with Jasmine. Yeah, I don't remember her last name. Popovich. Jasmine. That all around was one of the like coolest, best experiences of my life. Like. Who can say like, yeah, I've been dog sledding. Mm-hmm. Not most people. So like, that was that was such a fun day. And then <laughs>
0: <laughs> just ripped... <laughs> and I just Mar- ripped my blanket. Martha's Mar- <laughs> so excited about dog
1: sledding. She ripped her blanket. <laughs> and then we did the toboggan afterwards too, oh, and that was hilarious. If you guys haven't seen that video, but I mean, how how can you be mad dog sledding? Like that was just smile on my face laughing the entire time like it was like a roller coaster and i laugh uncontrollably on roller coasters because i'm just so happy to be (laughs) on a roller coaster
0: If you go to, again, the Explore the North Shore website, check out the dog sledding one because the video I took. (laughs) It's hilarious. It's amazing because I'm holding the camera and I'm in the front and I I I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't see (laughs) what you were doing behind me, but the whole time there's just this huge grin on Martha's face. I'm
1: like a child on Christmas, like, oh my God, like nothing could go wrong with life right now. I'm just so happy, like grin ear to ear. But like I said, how can you not be extremely happy dog sledding? Yeah, for sure. And just like hanging out with the dogs and getting to see like the behind the scenes, like them feeding them and just, you just learn things.
0: So speaking of feeding them, I'm trying to remember if this made it into the episode or not. But if not, I'm going to insert it here because I do happen to know that this audio is on my computer right (laughs) now. So I can insert this audio. But it was uh, our interview with Jasmine Popovich, and in part of it, you're chasing after the dog bowls. Oh, yeah!
1: Because <laughs> they would like eat and they would like start to slide because they were kind of on a little bit of a slope, but not really, but enough that it was so frozen that mm-hmm. these metal bowls just put them at an angle and they just go sliding. So it's just like, oh no, your food! And then, like,
0: another one down the line would do it. I'm like, oh, my God, your food. So I'm interviewing Jasmine, and in the background, you hear these metal bulls start <laughs> going down this icy hill, and, like, Martha running after it. So this is the audio from the dog sledding episode.
1: Get ready? <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm so ready. <laughs> so it's gonna be kind of a quick takeoff and we're gonna go down a hill. It's a little steep,
0: a little bumpy, so just be prepared for that. All right. I'll be on the break, try and slow us down best I can, but it's good. All right. Line out. Okay. <laughs> okay. good boy good boy come on buddy
1: hut team hut
0: on by puppies good dogs
1: tokyo drift make it in did you keep that (laughs) when we were uh coming off the lake we went around that big loop and she's like okay we're gonna hit this turn really hard and i was ready and we hit the turn and i was like tokyo (laughs) Drift!" i was like oh god i'm pretty sure that's in the recording (laughs) let me check and if it is if it's not sorry you guys missed that it was me and my like prime Martha
0: self moment. Most of that audio I actually didn't use because it's so loud. Yeah, the way Because the dogs are barking, the wind was blowing, the sound of the sled on the ice and stuff like that. Like, most of that episode is just, like, us in the interview yeah. with her and then the experience itself after, like, reflecting back. The video actually shows that turn. So that oh, defi- yeah. No, wait, was that the video or was... Yeah, that's in the video. But another interesting thing is that... Day was the day I made our first recordings for TikTok. Oh,
1: yeah, because that's when me and Jasmine are
0: sledding. Yep. And we it. just fly. Yep. So there's a couple of different videos um, when... And, and we're still—we're not using TikTok as much as we probably should. But if you're on TikTok, so are we. Check us out, exploring the North Shore, and you can see my little TikTok clips from. I think there's two that I did the day we went dog sledding. One is where I'm kind of in the distance, and you guys were doing the loop around the oh, lake. Oh,
1: didn't you do? And you ran
0: through the screen. Yeah. And then the other one was when the two of us were on it, and it's to jump, jump, or jump by Crisscross. Oh, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, anyway, check those out if you have TikTok. Find us, watch those two videos. They're pretty awesome. But otherwise, check out that again, that dog sledding page on Exploring the North Shore because we do feature the video portion of that. And another thing to note is a lot of our video or a lot of our podcast episodes actually have video companions. Um, yes. I would say maybe like a third of them. We're trying to do more. We're trying to do more. <laughs> We're trying. We're, we're 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 working on that. But those video companions are on our YouTube channel, which I kind of slacked off on during the whole crazy time that happened in March, April, May, and I'm and now catching our up Facebook on. On Facebook,
1: too. Some of them.
0: I, I feel, feel like some, some of them. them are on there. I got ve- I got horribly inconsistent during the closure, and that's I'm why trying a lot to of get, get her on top
1: of posting something every time we post an episode. I know.
0: Okay. So watch out, guys. You would think so for someone who our is, social media is gonna yeah get better. Not I promise up. you. <laughs> so check us out Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We're there. Also YouTube. So find us everywhere, and you can get all these companion videos. But mostly they're on our epis are on our face. Oh my gosh, they're on our website, Martha. They are on our website, ExploringNorthshore All right. So if you want to listen to Martha's highlight number two, that would be episode number twenty two dog sledding with Jasmine Popovich and that also includes the interview I did with Jenny Anderson who is also known as the girl of 10,000 Likes. so uh, that was around the time I started throwing in those extra like Instagram yes. interview those were so fun so that now brings me on to highlight number two for me and, and this is this is a highlight not because it makes me happy this one actually kind of makes me sad but it's because I learned something from this episode that I am just loving that I know now and it makes me want to make more episodes kind of on a similar topic but hopefully not under the same circumstances ever again and that was um, episode 25 which was one of these solo history lessons I did during the like back when we didn't see each other that much and all the craziness was happening because everything was closed down uh there was a fire in downtown grand and if you've visited grand during this past summer you would have either seen just a giant Giant. pile of rubble up until june four or was it june 14th Um, i think it was june 14th June 14th was the insurance company's deadline to investigate it before the cleanup started. So right away on June 14th, they started cleaning it up. And, and within up a week, fast. it was clear. And now that space where those businesses were where the fire happened is just this empty dirt lot. But doubling back, because I kind of skipped over what actually happened, was on April 14th. So during the like middle of the COVID-19 closure, when everybody had just been kind of sitting at home, There was a fire and it destroyed three buildings. It destroyed the Crooked Spoon Cafe, uh, which, well, I'll get to what it used to be in a minute. And then also destroyed Picnic and Pine and White Pine North. So two gift shops and then in the middle of them was the restaurant. And it was just this, it was a really windy day. And I remember going outside in my front yard and kind of smelling smoke. And it was, I could tell it was the kind of smoke that wasn't a good, like it wasn't just somebody having a campfire. It was also a weird day to do it because it was really, really windy outside. I'm like, nobody's going to build a controlled fire in the middle of wind like this. And we drove downtown and as you're driving on highway 61 through town, you could peek through the buildings and just see flames and just black smoke. Like it was it was insane. And we parked over by Java Moose and I hopped out. And I just remember standing there and then everybody else was just kind of in awe, like standing on the sidewalk, not believing what they were seeing and just staring at these buildings. And they were just engulfed. And there you could tell right away that there was just no saving them. And I think the fire department, what they were trying to do at that time, and there's three fire departments that responded to this, was they were trying to put the fire out and they were trying to keep other buildings nearby from burning down and next door to that is Sven Anoli's Pizza which is probably the most famous restaurant in Grand Marais. I feel like most people if you say Sven Anoli's Pizza and they've been in the air they're like oh yeah I've been to that place or I definitely I ate there I never been
1: there really? I knew I'd heard of it and i have like seen billboards on like ways to swim meets but like I'd never been there until the day I came here for my interview uh, at the Y yeah
0: So, like, it's pretty famous. It's a pretty well-known restaurant. And I think they were just trying to save that because they knew the other three buildings were kind of a loss. So they're like, let's try to save what we can save. And they did. Sven and is still standing. It is open for business. Long lines outside because you do ordering and picking up outside now. So, uh, you know, that's still there. But now it's located next to an empty lot. Mm -hmm. Three empty lots, actually. Mm -hmm. And so my highlight episode was uh, the third solo history lesson. So episode 25, which I titled Things We Lost in the Fire, where I covered the history of those three buildings. And the reason to me this sticks out as a highlight is because I didn't realize, like I knew, like the town dates back to about 1900 to 1930 was when most stuff kind of in the downtown area was built, as was most of stuff kind of up on the hill, like in the town part. And so all these buildings have a hundred year old history at this point. And I just hadn't thought about them. I think about what they are now. And I think about what they were when I was a kid, because I'll look at something and be like, oh, that used to be this. Like, I remember when uh, Lang's Fountain was Lang's Soda Fountain. I remember going in there and getting like an Italian soda, soda and seeing the comic books. And I it just, I have that memory because it was there when I was a kid. And I also remember coming up, you know, there was a gap where I hadn't been to Grand Marais for several years and coming back up and being like, okay, the trading post is where I know the trading post was, but it looks different from the trading post I remember. And then come to find out that that also had burned down and been rebuilt.
1: This town has <laughs> some history with fires. This county, it's this county. Because what, what was it that we the were The gala. At? The gala. It was like... Here's this old building. That burned down. Here's this so-and-so. That also burned down. Like, I, this was the first time I had heard anything about Cook County, Lake County history. And I was just like,
0: there's a A lot of fires. You guys have got some bad luck with fires. But the history of that. So, Crooked Spoon used to be Jackson's Cafe. Jackson's Cafe also used to be the Greyhound bus station. And a lot of people have memories about Jackson's Cafe and that surrounding stuff uh the other restaurants or the other gift shops so picnic and pine used to be a bar like a pool hall and a few other things before it became a gift shop which was known as the attic for many years and then it became picnic and pine when kelsey kennedy purchased it i think it was only i want to say she only had a year she had maybe one or two of it being picnic and pine before it burned down. So that was that was hard too because Kelsey's a friend and I know you know she put a lot of energy and a lot of effort into like kind of creating this gift shop and all that effort is unfortunately gone now. But the history of the building is still very cool and it's very cool that it's been well documented enough that I was able to go back and find that history and to kind of pull it out from when it started as like I think it was Andy's pool hall first, all the way through being pool Picnic hall? and Pine. Yeah,
1: it was a pool hall. How do we go from having a pool hall to not having one pool table? <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. Our, wait a second. There's no pool tables in town? Sad day. Grandma Ray's They had a pool table. Closed. Wonder Bar. They had two. Closed. Wow. Not only do I Sauna... I can't even play pool. You can't even play a pool. I'm not complaining that much, but I do miss playing
0: pool. So, local update for anybody not up here. Wonder Bar, the restaurant on the top of the hill that used to be the Northern Lights Supper Club, closed. As well as Grand Marais, which an interesting tie back to this episode. The American Legion used to be located in the building that is was Picnic and Pine that burnt down. Until they moved to their new building, renamed themselves Grand Marais, and they are now also closed so there you go everything's kind of tied and in we don't each other. have
1: trivia
0: <laughs> that used to happen at and then it moved to Grammaray's and now Grammaray's really? is closed really I yes. did not know that maybe we'll we'll see the return of it to Sven so uh again check out that episode um you know Humphreys used to be where White Pine North is and they kind of had like men's clothing and then uh, that's where you used to go to get your photos developed. And that's what most people who think back to like old grammary remember is like Humphrey's photo. Lots of history, lots of cool stuff. And that led me down another rabbit hole that we will go down again soon. Uh, maybe if, you know, closures happen in the winter, we're going to go back to talking a lot about history. And I almost want to dig into the history of like, just pick one building. I'd be like, this is the really cool history about this one building. Because they all have that super cool history, like, Blue Water, cool history. Like,
1: Um, if you get to do Grand Marie, I get to do Duluth then.
0: Okay. Duluth has a ton. Yeah. Okay, so that's kind of the plan right now you lingering. Bad you
1: took the really cool one. Which one? The lift bridge. Oh, yeah, I did take that. But there's another cool one that we've talked about. Okay.
0: So save it because we'll I see won't
1: the, even say it. I'll keep it up our, here. That's <laughs> teaser. So
0: check out, again, episode 25, history lesson number three, Things We Lost in the Fire. Which now brings us to the third act of this episode, which is the third thing that Joe listed as his favorite episode um, and his like highlight. And he's like, this is definitely, for me, was the highlight of my time on the show And that was, hold on, I'm finding it because it was kind of hilarious. Um, Okay, episode number five on the Gunflint Trail, part two, it's blueberry picking and fishing. And he actually listed both blueberry picking and fishing as his favorite. I'm like, you know, blueberry picking was like one of mine too. So I'm kind of combining this as a favorite. But more so it's because that episode was the episode we went fishing, which is Joe's like life basically. But what was funny is we had to film that or we had to record that episode twice because the first time we went out, we didn't catch any fish. <laughs> so we had to, we I it was literally like, I can fake that we caught a fish. She's like, you can't do that. We have to go, we have to re-record it. We have to record me like taking you to my favorite spots where I know we're gonna catch fish. Man, we spent a couple of hours the first go around. I'm like, Joe, where are the fish? Like, you promised me fish. And he made up all these excuses for why we didn't catch fish that day. Did you, didn't you go up on Poplar? Yeah. So we did fishing on Poplar Lake with the guys at Rockwood. And again, doubling back, we recently visited Rockwood again and spoke with with the owner, um, Carl Madsen. So this was kind of the precursor to that when we went and rented a boat from Rockwood, went fishing and caught nothing. Then we re-recorded it, but I was like, you know, Joe, I'm like, I can't, I can't let this go because you literally got skunked on the <laughs> podcast. There's so many, in fact, oh, I wish I had, I don't have the audio for that episode, but I wish I could insert it because it's just so hilarious. Like, I'm like, what, what's oh, going on being here? Like, I swear, there's going to be a fish over here. And like a few minutes later, he's like, there's definitely a fish in this little cove over here. We would go <laughs> over there and I'm like. Come on, Joe, what's going on here? We did end up getting a fish on the line, but we didn't reel it in. And kind of an interesting, again, everything kind of ties into each other up here after a while. Um, The fish, I actually had the fish on my line, and I I lost it. And we we do have that audio in there. The place where I caught that fish was up against a dock that six months later I would own uh-huh.
1: I was gonna say this sounds like you're leading up to the dock was yours
0: so I didn't know it at the time it was not my dock at the time so It you're was just there
1: chilling we were just on someone there. else's dock
0: we weren't on the dock we were in a canoe by it oh, and he, okay. I'm like I'm gonna cast into these reeds over here and he's like you're never gonna catch anything over there and sure enough I got a fish on the fish got off it was very a very disappointing way to record a fishing episode <laughs> But yeah, I I realized that a few months or a few weeks ago we were on the dock. So, back in February, my husband and I purchased um, a property on Poplar Lake. I love that lake, it's my favorite. And his dad, my husband's dad, is going to retire up here. So, we purchased the land in order to have a place for his dad. So, yeah, and and I was sitting (laughs) on the dock. I'm like, wait a second, I know exactly where I am. I'm like, this is where I caught the fish, sort of. Not really, but had Cut a fish on my released. line. Have a fish on my line during the failed fishing episode. So anyway, that was Joe's favorite. He loved the blueberry picking. It had been the first time he'd gone blueberry picking in a few years, so that was fun. He I've never gone blueberry picking. We will definitely have to do that this. Uh, yeah, year. I ask
1: everybody. I'm like, who's gonna take me blueberry picking? Oh, I will and take you blueberry picking. like, I will, and I'm like Time's slipping away, still haven't
0: gone. (laughs) So, if you want to listen to our tips and tricks for going blueberry picking and participating in the biggest blueberry contest, which is hosted by Visica County, which is happening this year, it is one of the few yearly festivals that is going to continue because it is a great way to social distance, actually. You can go find a secluded spot, pick some blueberries. I don't know how the way stations are going to work this year. I'm sure Visit County will announce that soon because the biggest blueberry contest is starting next week. So yes, it will be next week if you're listening to this episode on the day we release it. It starts next week. The blueberries actually get better later in July and at the very first part of August. So we will probably wait to go blueberry picking. But yes, I will get you blueberry picking, Martha.
1: Good. I've been waiting. Well... I can't even say that because I only recently started to like blueberries. Yes, crazy. I didn't try blueberries until I was a good chunk into my 20s. <laughs> this is my life. I'm sheltered, as you're Jay sheltered. likes to say. <laughs> you are
0: weird, weirdly sheltered. It's kind of funny. I love it.
1: Yeah, it's a weird shelter. That's how it,
0: I would explain <laughs> that, like, to a T. Every time we talk about something in Duluth, I'm like, did you do this? And you're sometimes you're like, yeah, no, I'm like, but you lived there
1: it's a it's not grand Marais. it's not like you literally can just hit you everywhere can yeah.
0: it's a it's a big city you need to drive and if you can't drive then you're not guess gonna. who
1: didn't have her license until she was
0: 18 there you go when so i that got is...
1: sick of my sister dropping me off at lsc i was like your younger sister yeah she would <laughs> drop me off on her way to high school <laughs> that is hilarious Fun fact, I just didn't feel the need to drive Until I felt the need to drive And then
0: you succeeded Yeah. So again that's episode 4 On the Gunflin Trail Part 1 Chick Walk Museum and Nature Center And again I apologize I do not have audio But now we've moved on to Martha's number 1 Highlight slash experience Of the first year of the podcast Martha, what is it?
1: The Boundary Waters. That is also something I, since I was a kid, had heard people talking about the Boundary Waters. I'm like, where are all these people going? And then I figured it out, and I was like, I am going to do that. Like, ask my mom, she will tell you. That is something she's wanted to do since she was a kid. So that was, it was just quite the experience. Yes, it, we struggled a bit <laughs> here and there, but, like, it's something you have to experience. Like, you, I can tell you all about my experience, but like you really just need to get out there and do it yourself.
0: And one thing I have done since we recorded that episode was I wrote up a super beginners guide to the boundary waters where I kind of like just gave some advice for if you've never been there before and it seems really overwhelming just kind of a way to make it seem more achievable and yeah, something that you can did do.
1: pretty well. Like I loved the campsite we found yes the wind was a pain in the behind the day we decided to go paddle but like all in all like great trip great experience like I will hold that in my memories for the rest of my life
0: and you're going in again yes soon?
1: I am gonna go in for a week this time at the end of July I think like the last no end of August like last full week of August and I'm very excited to do that. I'm hoping my brother will come, but he may start school that week. But I'm pumped to go back and do it all again.
0: And for Martha's journey into the Boundary Rose part two, it looks like Clearwater. Yeah, I
1: think. That's where I think. I try to listen when we when we plan, but every, he knows the lakes better than I know the lakes. So like he's just like this, and I'm like... You know, whatever you you say, you, (laughs) yeah, I'll just be there and I'll put in the work while we're there. But like you, I'll pick, we'll pick dates together, but like for our group, you know what we're doing. I'm going to keep that on you and I'll just be there. You're there for the ride. Living my life, having fun, paddling around, just hanging out with people.
0: So that is the more northern part of Minnesota. Like we went in at Sawbill, which was kind of the southern part of the Boundary Waters and clearwater lake is up on the northern part you're not going to be going through an outfitters you guys are just gonna do your thing with the stuff you have because that's the thing i enjoyed i loved going through an outfitter the first time we went out because i'm like i need this i need that i need that i am actually going into the boundary waters a week from this friday so when this podcast come out will be friday july 10th i will be going in on friday july 17th with my son and my husband Mm -hmm. We are going to be entering from L- the Liz Lake, uh, you know, entry point, which is, you know, like I said before, I have a dock on Poplar now. So we are going to launch from our dock on Poplar, go to That's the Liz nice. Lake entry point, nice. spend three days in there for my son's seventh birthday. So I also caught it the Boundary cool. Waters bug from that trip. <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, I'm a pro now. I know exactly what we need. I'm sure we're going to get out there. I'm gonna be like, oh shoot, we don't have this or we don't but we'll make It'll be it work.
1: Different because this time you have a child with you. Yeah, that's right. Bear is awesome, but I do see <laughs> some issues in your future.
0: <laughs> we have not told him yet that there are no electronics in the bathroom. Oh, oh my god. So you're just gonna
1: get him out there and he's gonna be like, Okay, can I play games now? And you're gonna be like, Nope, and he's gonna be like, What? Yep. No games. But at the same time, Bear really does like outside, so yeah he could just be in awe of everything around him and not even think about games. That's true.
0: We'll but see what He happens. could go both ways. I'll report back. So <laughs> uh, check that one out. That is our most recent episode before this one. So episode 28, our trip into the BWCA with Sawbill Canoe Outfitters. Also, there is, like I said, there's a video companion to this one now. It did not get released along with the episode. I actually released it just last week because it took me that long Wait, to edit what? it. Um, And that's when we're struggling with making coffee the first day. Oh, my God. I didn't even know you put a video out. I haven't oh, yeah. seen it yet. You oh, didn't even God. tell me. I should show you the <laughs> video. It's pretty amazing, actually. But no, in it, we're, like, struggling to make coffee. But, but did, that we, was, did we finally figure out? On the third try of making coffee, we finally made not just coffee flavored water. Not, yeah, not coffee water. We figured out how to use the percolator to make actual coffee. So, again, check out our website, exploringthenorthshore.com. I haven't fully launched the Boundary Waters page yet. It's not done. You'll go there and see, like, a lot of stuff isn't done. Same thing with the um, snowshoeing page, actually, because stuff happened when I was trying to edit that, and I never doubled back to it, but I will someday. But this one has some very simple, very easy... Routes you can take and just some advice for the first time you go in to not make it overwhelming to make it really easy and accessible.
1: Yeah, we had big plans. We had big plans. (laughs) It didn't happen.
0: We never left Sawbill
1: Lake. (laughs) But that's okay because we still got a workout. We
0: got, I was in pain for like a week after that. It was, my my shoulders were, mm. my third highlight. So this now brings us to my number one favorite thing that you know we did on the podcast and what makes me sad about this is because this was I feel like the one opportunity we had for all three of us to be in an episode together yeah you me and joe but you were somewhere I don't remember exactly where you were on this particular day but there was a day where we had the opportunity to go ice fishing in the boundary waters oh no
1: I just didn't want to go was that what it was yeah you're like do you want to come with like And I'm like, "Mm, no, being on the water and like a house with a bunch of people freezing my buns off. (laughs) Like I was like, I'll take a hard pass. You can just do this one by yourself.
0: That day was actually supposed to be really cold. And I think it, it was, but it was also really sunny. I think it was like negative seven it started off at like negative 30 or something crazy like that and by the time we were going out there because there was basically earlier in that day there was the Gunflint mail run and a few other things were happening so we didn't coordinate that trip until later in the afternoon we actually went to hungry jack lodge first and had some pizza really good we'll have to check that out this summer when we're up at the property at some point because their pizza so good highly recommend and then Joe and I, as well as Matthew Baxley, who guest starred in the, um, the, the we went through a haunted house one day, like very last minute. <laughs> it was the haunted house that the Riddles, who you heard from in the pie episode, again, everything that in this town is connected. First very first episode, we went to Blue Water, owned by Dan and Melody Riddle, and they also own this really cool house that used to be a funeral home. And they had a very, very cool haunted house set up. So I had tried to get Joe to go with me. He claimed Wait, he was busy. Did you say that
1: the haunted house is in what used to be a funeral home? I did say that,
0: right? Yeah. No, nope,
1: that's a whole big bucket of no thanks.
0: Oh, we're gonna go through it next this year if they have it. I am
1: all for haunted things, but haunted things that are in haunted thing
0: places. I don't know if it's haunted. We'll debate that later. Exactly. You don't know until you know. (laughs) But they did such a good job with it. Um, I called Joe earlier that day and I was like, I have this idea. We have to go through this haunted house and it's only happening tonight. And he claimed he was busy. I think he was really just scared. (laughs) He's like, you should invite Matthew Baxley, who is Joe's co-host on the Boundary Waters podcast, the WTIP Boundary Waters podcast. So I called Matthew up. He's like, yeah, I can do it. So we we got together at um, the right outside. We just met outside. We walked through. And the entire episode of us walking through the haunted house is me laughing at the fact that Matthew is walking through holding his own fist. Because he was like, <laughs> he's like, I feel like I'm just going to take a swing at something. And oh, Dan God. Riddle was actually in the haunted house that day. And he was... I mean, just, I couldn't even tell it was him. I know Dan quite well. I couldn't tell it was him. He was in costume. He followed only, like, a couple feet behind Matthew the whole way through. I'm like, Matthew, turn around. He's like, I'm not going to turn around because I know what I'm going to see if I turn around. And he's like, I'm holding my fist so I don't punch anybody. (laughs) Which he's such, like, a chill, mellow guy. So to hear that, like, his instincts were to, like...
1: Like, it was... My dad used to tell us that growing up because, you know, being kids, you like to just scare everybody. So there was, like, a few times where we would scare dad and he'd be like, you can't do that. I will accidentally hit you. So, like,
0: we were just like, okay, dad, we we believe you. We'll stop scaring you. (laughs) Kind of makes you, like it's part of the dangers of working in a haunted house. You don't think. Right. About, yeah. So like, how I'm many like, people
1: take a swing at you? Yeah. Get decked in the face. That is not a job I would want. If I get punched in the face, I'd be like, okay, this is my last day working here.
0: But I just strayed because I'm not even talking about the haunted house. episode. <laughs> Although now that we're talking about it, I'm realizing what a highlight that was like in all of October of 2019. It was just amazing to me. Those are my favorite episodes. Again, go back, listen to them. But what I was actually talking about was episode 19, which is Ice Fishing in the BWCA. And the reason I had so much fun that day is because I got to meet the entire, like all three hosts of WTIP's Boundary Waters podcast were on our podcast. And that was really exciting. I got to meet Chelsea Lloyd. I'd never met her before. She was there with her sister and her sister's friend got to meet them they were really it was really awesome it was just like the first time on the podcast that we had a bunch of people involved and we kind of went on a group and we did this thing that was actually pretty fun like I think of ice fishing and I think back to ice fishing in my childhood which was just a bunch of people sitting in an ice house not really fishing actively and just putzing around and playing cards and just being you know silly but we actually went fishing and Joe had all of his gear and all of his tech and all of his fun stuff and we went to a secret spot and we actually caught some fish and it was just a lot of fun and it was fun because I got to hang out with a group of people. I do wish you had been there, Martha. I think you would have had a lot more fun even though it was also freezing also why I cold.
1: didn't want to go because you're like, it's going to be a lot of people and I was like, mm,
0: uh, I think I'm good. Well, next time we have a crossover episode, I will insist you be there because I will do it. It is a fun group of people.
1: I'm too invested now to be like oh, I don't want to.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was in the beginning. I think, I think we had the two episodes. I had done two episodes yep. before then. And then oh, no,
1: three because the ice skating
0: one. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I always forget about the. ice <laughs> So you did three in a row, and then you were gone for like two, and then you were back. Yes. So, um,
1: anyway. Accidental hiatus.
0: Accidental hiatus. And at some point in there, I went to Disney. I don't know. A lot of stuff happened this year.
1: It was it's busy times.
0: Well, it's crazy to think about. So reflecting back now, we started the podcast. We actually recorded the first three episodes the Friday before Memorial Day, which we joked the whole time like we are sitting on the verge of madness because Memorial Day gets crazy up here. But it was Memorial Day of 2019, which was a very different time than Memorial Day of 2020. And, like, I didn't know when we started recording this podcast, like, everything that was about to happen and how much things were going to change. But we just kind of chugged along. And, yeah, sometimes it was like, what are we going to do an episode on today? And it was like, well, we can't go anywhere. Nothing's open. So let's just do this. And now here we are. Things are open. We're moving about. But we're still kind of limiting where we go and how many people we interacted with. And instead, we're bringing you this amazing year in review. And again, we just talked about like nine of our highlights, which only encompassed actually eight episodes. But we have, let's see, last episode we recorded was episode number twenty-eight, and then in addition to that, we have, th- I think, three minis. No, nope, two minisodes. So minisode one was my interview with the Erickson family, and minisode two was we went through a haunted house. Both of those happened back in October. I do have intentions of doing more mini soon just because they're kind of these fun little things we can insert randomly when they happen.
1: Yes. But I don't yeah. think I've done a mini sod.
0: You did not because... Our next one you should be
1: around. a mini-sode.
0: No. 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 Well, not the next yet. one... So the future now, let's look forward to year two. Year two is going to be a lot of... Um, so the next episode we have planned is the one we recorded... That was supposed to happen when we blacked out the podcast for a week. Oh, And that is, um, so I can just tell you, we went stand-up paddleboarding. So that part of it's already done. We just need to do the research as to where and the details of that. But we've physically done it. We can tell you all about it. That episode will be the next one. Um, The episode after that, I know what it is. I just can't think of it.
1: Yeah, I feel like we talked.
0: Oh, I know what it is. What is it?
1: It's family
0: camp. That's right. I'm going back to Camp Miller for the first time since I was like 14, 15. I just want to know how the heck I forgot about that. Yeah, how could you forget about family camp? So we had planned for the summer of 2020 a summer camp. Episode Like, send your kids to summer camp here, and then you and your spouse or, you know, whatever, you and friends can enjoy the North Shore kid-free while your kids have just a blast at summer camp. We're going to go to um, Birchwood Camp for Boys, which is what Ashley Bredemus, who was also on the podcast um, a few months back, uh, she runs that camp. But, as with most things this summer, things are not normal this summer. We're adapting and we're changing and we're adjusting to what's happening. So, the summer camp that both Martha and I separately went to at different times where we never, ever met. But we both went there. We both have a strong connection to it. They have shifted to, like, a family camp where your family can rent out the whole camp, basically. So, we did that. We rented out the 22nd through the 26th of July. Wait, so it's just us and and my friend justin for like the whole the whole thing wait what i didn't tell you no i
1: didn't know that oh my god it's just us holy moly
0: that is so cool so we are gonna take over our childhood summer camp as adults oh my god this camp is not ready for me to be back (laughs) i don't think this camp is ready for us to be back together oh god (laughs) Uh, we do remember there will be children around, mine, but they're they're used to our shenanigans, so yeah. they're adaptable. But yeah, so that's what's coming up for the rest of July slash early August for the podcast, and then we're not planning too far ahead because we don't know what the future holds right now. Yeah, so things change. We have the next episode just because it was already pretty much done we have the episode after that because we unless something crazy happens before the 22nd there is no way you cannot keep us away from camp miller oh my god there's archery there's the climbing tower there's the waterfront there's the initiatives course i don't know how much of if any of the high ropes course we can do probably not set up just because everything's different they're not having campers there the normal stuff isn't happening instead we are taking it over and it is going to be exploring the north shore takes over the YMCA camp Miller yes so that is what we are bringing to you so far with year two I plan to do another series of history episodes in October who knows what's going to happen after that because we don't know you don't know the world doesn't know but we will find out and we'll bring you more North Shore amazingness in future episodes of exploring the North Shore so again check us out Facebook Instagram, TikTok, our website, exploringnorthshore.com, YouTube, where I'm starting to get these, this stuff loaded up so you can yes. just watch the videos that we talk about on here. But most importantly, I'm Jay. And I'm Martha. And this has been the one-year birthday of Exploring the North Shore. Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you again in a couple of weeks. Exploring the North Shore is sponsored by The Big Lake. The Big Lake is an approachable art gallery and gift shop located in the beautiful harbor town of Grand Marais, Minnesota, as well as online at TheBigLakeLife.com. The Big Lake provides a beautifully curated and fun shopping experience to complement your North Shore adventures with artists and products that reflect the culture, values, allure and lifestyle of the North Shore. Shop online at www.TheBigLakeLife.com and use promo code EXPLORE for 15% off your first online order.